Welcome to Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. One day, a Geordie and a Canadian walk into a bar and decide to start a podcast about relationships and what a topic that is. No subjects are off limits. Get in touch today with us at geordielass.com or email info at geordielass.com and let us know what you think and what we should talk about. Oh, welcome to the podcast. Hello. <laughs> Hello. How's it going? Uh, Sarah and I are recording as if it's a speed dating event (laughs) right now, just because we're so, we're so like the the clocks just changed for Sarah because she's in Jersey and I'm in Toronto. So the clocks haven't changed. So we've got this time crunch right now. We're like, let's record like a house on fire. So yeah, yeah, it feels like we've got a short period of time before we have to switch tables to the next date. Yes. But I think you're already my favorite. We are on a mission, but we've got this. We've got this. We've got this. Yes. How are you doing? (laughs) Yes, I'm very good. Thank you. It is um, happy Halloween today. (gasps) Halloween. Happy. Hello. (laughs) We did some um, pumpkin carving yesterday. As you do. As you do. As one does. Nice little romantic date night. (laughs) Oh, wait. So you're... Oh my gosh. You mean... Not with the kids. I mean like with my other half. (laughs) Oh, hello. Naughty pumpkin carving. Okay. Awesome. It wasn't quite naughty, but never mind. Well, there was a little (laughs) cheeky drink in there. There might have been a little cheeky drink in there. Yes. (laughs) Love it. Oh, love it, sweetheart. That's wonderful. Oh, So yeah, yeah, no, things are good. And um, we also booked a holiday this week. Oh my God. Shut the front door. Say everything. Oh, where are you going? So excited. Yeah. We're going to Seville. Oh, Seville. Oh, it's going to be so good. Oh, when? Pictures look amazing. Um, I'm so excited. So we go um, in a few weeks' time. Oh my God, you're going like soon. Yeah. Booked it. <laughs> Just like that. On it. Damn, damn. <laughs> you know, I really, I want to become the person who, when, I mean, I say I like travel like everyone does, but I want to become mm. the person who does travel. So I'm actually thinking of like just doing the same thing, wiping my slate yeah. December 1st week yeah. and just just booking it off and then just booking cool. some random ticket yeah. because do it. I'm just working too hard I'm not taking any breaks yeah. and it, yeah, yeah. you've got to just book the time and book the ticket you do otherwise it'll never happen it'll you never just happen keep it off and then oh you end god. up just exhausted so yeah we were the same we're like right just need to go do something oh my god I'm so inspired okay done yeah. and done done and done happening thank you right that's on your to-do list for this I week. needed to hear that <laughs> yes indeed coach Sarah okay awesome what has been going through the relationship desk of love on this ghoulish occasion well it might be miserable and cold and dark outside where mm-hmm. I am right now mm-hmm. but I've got something to spice it up for you a little bit oh hello yes please go on so um I was also on a bit of the hop reading as I was looking for my relationship news this week however this little beauty landed directly when I needed it beautiful so this article I was reading about is um, all about sexual meditation <gasps> and how it could be the secret to your best orgasm yet. Okay, well, you know that you've got my attention. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> She's like, tell me more. You've tell got my number, Sarah. <laughs> my dirty bird has just taken up notice. What? Okay. Uh, so in the article, it says to learn more, we caught up with Christine Marie Masson, who's the CEO and founder of Rosebud Women. Mm. Um, so she talks about in this article it talks about how um, we all know the health benefits of meditation in general Mm -hmm. it's you know we've talked about meditation for a long time now um, and it's everywhere in the news I don't think you can quite get away from it I think the benefits around how it just improves your life in general 
but this is kind of taking it one step further and it's talking about meditation from a sexual position. So it says sexual meditation is the practice of being completely present and attuned to yourself and your partner and to the third body that you create together Hmm. when you are a couple. Hmm. So it says you bring profound awareness to your intimate moments and um, and which um, deepens your pleasure for each other. So it's essentially it's the same thing as normal meditation, Hmm. but whilst you're in the sexual act. Oh, my God. I love it. While you're shagging wagging. (laughs) yeah so it's being fully present being fully focused as some of those thoughts come into your mind you know about oh what was on my to-do list again (laughs) what do I need to do after this like it's sweeping all of that aside and just focusing on the moment gosh wow that speaks hugely for me because Mm. I don't know about other control freak former Catholics but like (laughs) I'll speak for this one um is that it's so easy to dominate and control and and to Mm. and to manufacture a satisfactory sexual experience but there's so much porn that's running through our minds in terms of what we look like so we can stage like a really good looking sex scene I think Mm. all of us have that potential but to actually get vulnerable and to let go, that's where yeah. the beauty is, is between yeah. the two. Oh, man. And this it's is so hard. Yeah, this has popped up quite a few times recently. I've listened to a couple of different podcasts where things have, have been mentioned around sexual shame, around mm-hmm. um, how people take in so much inspiration from porn wrongly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're not actually being themselves. So they're not actually expressing themselves in a way that feels satisfactory to them instead as you say they're trying to manufacture something that is you know then produces some you know mediocre results at the end absolutely yep so yeah gosh yes so we've got to be free let go be present in the moment oh wonderful what would what would you say would guide you because it's really hard to kind of just be like free in the moment Um, yeah so the article does talk about how you need to practice it and don't worry if it doesn't happen straight away but then if you are struggling it does say that there are um there's an app um which is called guided by glow haven't checked this out so i'm not endorsing it but it's in the article um and it says that is like an audio and allows you to then um listen to the audio and just explore things in in a slightly more guided fashion wow okay so i think there are things that are out there and you could also check out this uh woman in here which is marie masson lovely marie masson even rosebud women beautiful awesome love it So there you go oh okay starting it spicy oh my gosh wonderful wonderful okay all right i think i'm ready to i think i'm ready to rock now <laughs> she's like yeah i can do this i can oh do my this god podcast. sexual meditation hello so let's moving on from that weirdly um from the news to the hot topic are you <laughs> Look, ready i'm i think i'm really ready yeah okay today's hot topic freshen up your relationship oh so you know so maybe <laughs> you could do a bit of sexual meditation sexual meditation your relationship absolutely however what i would say is we often think when we think about freshening up the relationship we often just think about things from a sexual point of view mm-hmm. and i think there's just so much more to it than that mm. and actually i'd go as far as to say at some stage you know take sex off the table mm. And be forced to explore some of the other areas of your relationship. 
Hannah's like, don't make me do that. <laughs> oh my God. If only, if only you could see the look on Anna's face oh right now. There's a, there's a hint of disgust in there, I'm sure. <laughs> I need to take some Metamucil because that thought constipates me. <laughs> it's so terrible. Um, yes. Okay. I mean, I'm going to open like, my yeah, ears. Yeah, but I don't agree with you. <laughs> okay. I'm going to open my ears. For me, it's just so important. Like that is... Okay, the the closest that I'll come to the middle here is saying, okay, keeping that going. Because like for some people, and I'm going to be in that camp, it's just that sex is the engine that drives things. It is the divine. It is the thing that's just like this divine connection. It's just it, when, it, you know, it's kind of like do some work to freshen up your relationship where we're going to take away all your food. For me, <laughs> it kind of feels like that. So, I mean... Maybe but there's so much more to a relationship than just sex, there right? Is. And if that's the only thing that we're focusing on between each other, Correct. and that's the one single thing that bonds us and binds us together, quite literally at mm-hmm. times, then you know, is that really enough for sustainability? Would be my argument. And I think you know, we've had this debate before. Correct. So I think we do automatically think if we think about fresh and relationships, we do automatically go to kind of the sex point, mm-hmm. and it's often intimacy is often the thing that kind of you know falls off, falls away. And, um, you know, can then start to lead to a bit of a downturn in the relationship. So I get it. Intimacy is is important and is a key part of your relationship, but it's not all of it. Mm, I agree. So I think we do have to look at some of the other areas that we maybe want to focus on. Yeah. Lest we fall into this thing of just putting a new fresh coat of paint on something that actually requires a deeper renovation. So freshening up the relationship. You're right. It's we want game changers. We don't want this, this, you know, fresh coat of paint that's going to fade in a few months and make us look like we're back at the beginning. So let's talk about the opposite. Like when somebody is like, Oh, they perk their ears up. Yeah. I want to freshen my relationship. What is feeling stale to them? Tell us about, tell us about the person who, who's enticed by the thought of freshening. What is feeling stale? What is feeling old? I think we get stuck in ruts in relationships, don't we? Where just we fall into certain patterns of behavior. We fall into, uh, as human beings, we really want an easy, comfortable life. We're not that. We're not that awful when when things are difficult. Mm. We don't mm. really want to get on board with that. So we almost want kind of like magic formulas to everything. I mean, you see, you see yeah. it everywhere. Don't you? Five hacks to this: hack your sex life, hack your relationship, yeah. like hack your job. Like it's just like everywhere. It's quick fix. That's yeah. all we're interested in because we want an easy, comfortable life. Mm-hmm. And we can fall into that habitual um, relationship patterns where it's like, yeah, on a, you know, on a Sunday, I always do the roast on a Monday. We, you know, I don't know, go and play squash after work or you just have this kind of set pattern. And often we then and we trade time with each other as well, particularly when we've got children, particularly yeah. when they're young children, we start to trade time with each other. Yeah. And then it means there's less time left for the relationship and things just become a bit kind of like, oh that it Mm, is mm -hmm. is this it and I think particularly at this time of year you know because the clocks have changed as we say here it is absolutely bloody pitch black outside Mm. I'm not gonna lie Mm -hmm. I feel like I should be in my pajamas right Mm. now Mm -hmm. and so you can get into that habit can't you of just kind of you come in from work you you have something to eat and it's like literally oh Mm. that's it now it's pitch black let's you know you've got less energy to do things and so now is a good time to actually think about how am I going to get through the winter if I'm feeling if I'm feeling a bit sluggish in myself and then that's the energy I'm bringing to the relationship then oh you know how do we survive that winter period where things do feel a little bit kind of more 
gloomy at this time of year and naturally we're not getting as much sunlight so we just haven't got those same energy levels mm. so I think it's a really good time to approach it and to attack it mm. got it somebody recently told me about the book wintering which was really okay tell me more uh, apparently which is sort of like when it is the time to winter either externally or internally it is sort of working with the seasons and with your energy mm. levels to be able to sort of embrace yeah. it rather than fight against it yeah Mm-hmm. I, get, I do get that um I I just struggle with them in a period more so as I get mm-hmm. older mm-hmm. um and I think you miss you miss that summer vibe right like mm-hmm. we've spent the whole summer talking about how great it is oh my god we did we did now, <laughs> yes and now it doesn't feel that yeah. great <laughs> but I get it totally but, but freshening up your relationship doesn't mean to say that you have to go against the seasons mm-hmm. you know there are lots of things you can you can look to do in a winter period but it is still about making that time and that effort. Mm. You know, in the summer, you're more inclined to say, let's go out for a walk and make the most of the evening. But what mm-hmm. else could you do instead? Like, how do you, maybe how do you revisit some of the things that you did in earlier on in your relationship mm. where you did make an effort? You know, you've probably, if you've been together, you know, more than a couple of years, you'll have made it through a couple of winters already. Mm. Like, what did you do in the beginning? How did you enjoy your time together? And, and try and maybe recreate some of those moments of happiness. Oh, yes. Uh, And especially to think, oh my gosh, I'm thinking of, I don't know why I'm like, if you had such joy ignited from giving a foot massage to your partner, you'll often be like, are you giving foot massages these days? And you're like, no, I'm not. Or if they really love their birthday to be attended to, like with a nice Mm. gift, a thoughtful gift, but you've stopped putting the effort in and you always find yourself last minuteing their gifts. And it's like, that's something that you were doing and you stopped. And I get it. No we all do like yeah you can't stay on that tempo forever like that's just not possible yeah but I think there's a bit of a middle ground isn't there between that I've completely taken my foot off the gas to like I am you know 100% focused on this relationship there's somewhere in between there where we all really if we're if we're honest with ourselves we all know that we could put a little bit more effort in I love that it's true (laughs) instead of just winging it (laughs) and hoping that things will just work out skating under the radar and just the bare minimum exactly there used to be this (laughs) we used (laughs) not to strike fear into the hearts of of the population but um there was a saying it through medical school that actually was really helpful because we're a bunch of like type a overachievers and and perfectionists Mm. that p equals md which means if you pass you're still what do they call you what do they call the the lowest scoring graduate in a medical school class doctor right so Mm. it you know so a lot of us that kind of reminds me of like how we'd be like p equals md bitches and actually it was it was probably great because we all you could not take the ambition out of us with a crowbar if you if you tried but um so there's a little bit of sometimes to to give yourself energy, you have to be able to like downshift into just be average, just show up average. Mm. But the the freshening up your relationship does call for you to just bring out the B plus, bring out the yeah. B plus effort. Just mm-hmm. get, yeah, like get a bit more creative with it. Just think, um, I think a lot of the time as well, it's just that you haven't made space for each other. So how do you even just do that? Like, how do I get a little bit more yeah. space? And connection time with my partner, that actually means something. Well, and also, I think a lot of people, so when I coach couples, there's a thousand things that are wrong. Usually the person is bringing the grievances and the other person is responsible for shouldering the grievances. There's usually a thousand things that need to be fixed, right, by the time we Mm. see folks. So the important thing is to get really tactical and super 
efficient. So focus on the love languages. So yes, what could I do? I could give some foot massages. I could write a poem. I could do the dishes. I could uh, touch my person erotically or whatever. But yes, there's all these things you could do, but yeah. focus on your on your partner's top two love languages. If you haven't done that, do the online quiz. It's free, whatever. I don't really subscribe to the love languages beyond just knowing what they are. Focus on your top two love languages. If your top two love languages are quality time and physical touch, a massage might go a long way. Uh, taking time off work, putting the computer away at 6 p.m. and actually like sitting with each other and really meaningfully like doing yeah. intimacy card deck or questions other than how was your day today? Yeah. So you may not be giving gifts if your partner's love language is not gifts. That's, yeah. That is a tactically energy-wasting maneuver. But you could, you know, you could say a partner, you and your partner, a challenge and say, right, okay, by this time next week, let's come up with three ways that we would like to freshen up our relationship. Mm. So give yourself some processing time and then come back and treat it as just a fun exercise, not like mm. pressured or like, you know, what are the first three things that come to mind that you might want to do mm. just to kind of, you know, freshen that, that up a bit. It might okay. be we want to do a learn a new hobby together. It might yeah. be we want to learn a new language. It could be Ooh, anything. Okay, um, I like it. Yeah, but just pick pick something that bonds you together and you can just have a bit of fun with it. Like, I think oh, sometimes yeah. we lose the element of fun. Your value is fun. I forget about fun. Mine is, so I'm always bringing it. <laughs> 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 I tend to take things too seriously and that's why I forget the fun. This is why Sarah's awesome. Sarah Sarah brings the smiles fun. and the laughter to our podcast. I need to do pumpkin carving. It's just oh, a bit of fun. Naughty naughty kinky Not pumpkin serious. carving it's just a bit fun true um you know when i think about like freshening up your relationship i think about all the do not things so i think about like turning mm. off the phones before bedtime and actually spending some quality time before bedtime i love the fact that you're like let's get fun guys let's like learn a new language on duolingo i'm like oh okay okay now we're talking yeah that is cool yeah bringing something in that's new unexpected that speaks to both of you guys yeah i like it play a board game have a conversation, play some oh, cards, yeah. Yeah. do some drawing, do like anything. I often think the cre the creative things are, whilst we, you know, as adults, we, f we forget about being creative, don't we? All of that, we lose all that kind of sense of fun and play mm -hmm. that we had when we were kids and you were at nursery and it was all about Play-Doh and paints. Mm. But, you know, do do that again, like get mm. some of it out. I don't know, have a silly Play-Doh modeling competition. Love it. That doesn't mean anything. It's just oh. about connecting. I think we can connect a lot more over creative things. It's so true. And, and somebody there's, there's is going to... to bring it. Absolutely. I feel like in that Play-Doh scenario, somebody is going to do a little flower and the other person is going to do a penis. And it's going to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> Just watch the competitive side because oh. that could then ruin like some good creative moments. True, true. So everybody gets, everybody gets points. Yeah, watch out for the uh, relationship derailers. <laughs> yeah, Re relationship derailers. You've got it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I feel pretty fresh. Yeah, me too. I'm ready to go. Mm -hmm. You see, you're already cheering up my uh, dark night. Thank you. I know, right? Absolutely. <laughs> okay, should we um, go to a question? Yeah. Today's question. My partner broke up with me because he wanted to sleep around. We had a great relationship and great sex. I just don't get it. How do I get over this? 
Oh, wow. Oh, so much stuff in here that is, I'm loving, <laughs> I'm loving this is all coming up, as you know. <sighs> yeah. Okay. So I'm brimming over, but I don't want to get too excited here. So um, what's coming up for you when you hear this listener's question? I think we get really attached to a relationship, what it means and who we think we are as a couple. Hmm. So there's clearly a perception here in the person that's writing this question. Our relationship was great. The sex was great. Like I was totally happy. I don't get why this other person wasn't. Mm -hmm. And now they've decided that they just want to go and venture off and sleep around. Like, why aren't I good enough to Mm. stay in this relationship and for you to continue with me when there was absolutely nothing wrong? Mm -hmm. I don't get it. So I would imagine this person seems very confused, probably a bit heartbroken, you know, asking how Mm -hmm. am I going to get over it? And it feels probably a little bit unfair, Mm -hmm. which... I'm imagining the other person on the other side hasn't maybe articulated what they were expecting from the relationship Mm -hmm. or how happy they are or unhappy as the case may be. Maybe it was only ever a temporary thing for them and they Mm -hmm. haven't shared that. But there's an expectation on the other side that this was a long-term thing, this was going somewhere. We had a great time. Why, you know, if it's not broken, why why try and fix it? Why Mm -hmm. run away? Why change things? Like, I was good with this. Mm -hmm. Is what that listener is saying there's and there's so much here there's so much because what I'm hearing when I'm hearing this story I'm kind of hearing kind of glimmers of what might have actually been going on and and certainly what I'm hearing from the other side is that this this other person is at least transiently interested in some sort of polysexual ethical non-monogamy sort of situation or they're just not that into our poor listener but I think it's more likely the the latter it just wasn't the relationship for them I think that you know maybe they do want to have multiple partners at the same time but I think it wasn't really if it was the relationship for them and that that was ultimately what they still wanted the question would be very different it would be kind of you know my partner's approached this question but I think it's more likely that it's the latter okay so I would say anyway yeah, I mean, so the end, the the person's question, which sounds to be a legit sort of aim here is how do I get over this? And mm. and by getting over it, I'll sort of fill in some words here, like, how do I reconcile with this? What do I learn from the situation to move forward? Yeah. Um, one of them is to kind of figure out what actually happened. So, um, and oftentimes we don't have the benefit of speaking with our ex. So yeah. I wouldn't presume that we can ask any questions of the ex, mm. but perhaps to this listener, if I were to ask some questions, I might say, what conversations did you guys have around exclusivity, monogamy, yeah. non-monogamy? Do you remember anything? And I'll often ask clients, like, could you tell me if you remember word for word what they said? Don't worry about making sense or heads or tails. Just tell me what you heard because then maybe together we can kind of read in. But my suspicion is if we start to ask some questions, we would hear from this person, oh yeah, well they said this, or oh yeah, well we talked about that once. But again, we often want to hear what we want to hear. And yeah. if we hear things that don't fit in with our worldview, we'll often discard it, even though it's very valuable information. But we've all been there though, where you actually, you can hear the words, but your interpretation of those words are completely different. Yeah. And it's not until you've been broken up for six months, you kind of, you can start to piece together the puzzle that says, actually, 
I can see from all of these sayings that he mm. wasn't actually that into me mm-hmm. and I'd created this fabrication of how good the relationship was. Mm-hmm. And now when I when I think about it, maybe I wasn't as happy as I thought I was mm-hmm. as well because, mm-hmm. and this happens often when we go, and, go on to meet somebody else and we kind of, you've then got a comparison factor. Um, I, I saw something the other day and it said, um, you'll only ever have three loves in your life. So the first one is kind of like that that formation. Um, the second one, you, you make a lot of mistakes with. And then the third one is your true love where you're open and you're vulnerable and you, you kind of share all and you have this much greater connection and bond as a result of it. So it's quite interesting when you think about kind of how many relationships people do actually have before they settle and they find somebody that is truly, truly right for them. And that might be, a relationship as in long term or or short term or marriage that ends in divorce like however mm-hmm. however it kind of ends up but I think the true thing that we do know is that it's very very rare that we just meet one person and we stay with them for the rest of our lives it's true very rare so but yeah we're always surprised when a relationship breaks down <laughs> always yeah. <laughs> yeah it's true yes I I think I'd like to open the door a little bit to when somebody, when a partner tries to talk to their partner about non-monogamy, it is such a touch, it is such a hot topic and such a hot potato topic that oftentimes we want to shift off of that, pretend it never happened, shut it down, that's wrong. So the only thing I'll just sort of just open the door a crack to is that if there is some sort of attempt or bid at trying to discuss ethical non-monogamy of any sort, it's not to say that you have to do it. It's just to say that it helps to recognize when a partner is trying to bring this up. That could be from the very first where they're, they post it on their dating profile, but you're like, I hope that was a spelling error and that they don't, ENM meant something else. But um, we try to tell each other who we are and it's very easy to ignore that and push it under mm-hmm. the rug. But it is, it is important to give that breath because if that is, it, it's important to bring that and more and more and more, like this is really like a big thing now because people are questioning monogamy and is this right for me? What are my other options? Um, pushing it on the rug will do nothing good for anybody. Same as sexual orientation, gender identity, like it will come to light and be its truth, whether you like it, whether it's convenient or not. So sooner rather than later, it's just helpful to, to say, you know, I hear you've said this and I just wanted to spend some time with this. What do you mean by this? Give me some clarification, help me to mm. understand Be- because, and then you can decide whether there's something that works for you or whether it's not. And you guys are going to part ways, but that's the only thing is non-monogamy. There's more and more conversations and it's, it is easier, even if it means the potential end of your relationship to have the conversation as opposed to brushing it under the rug. But that that same uh, advice goes for anything in the relationship, right? Yeah, so <laughs> we absolutely have to show who we are. Yeah. But I also think it's not just about the person that's receiving the information. Yes, they, you know, we can look for we can look for bigger clues, more evidence, more understanding of who our partner is. But the the person who's trying to convey that message has to make sure that the the other person receiving it actually receives it. Yeah. So I think yeah. we're not so great at okay. these kind of. We leave like little little clues or little snippets mm-hmm. of information. Mm-hmm. Just we've got to take accountability for who we are. And if if that is something that we want to have a discussion about, we need to go up here and have that conversation in a um in a really clear manner that the other person can actually hear it and understand what I'm saying. You know, we can't leave these little clues that then we oh. hope somebody will pick up on. Yeah. 
Oh gosh, this is great. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> because it is funny because sometimes we pass these clues to cover our butt a little bit, to be like, well, you knew I was into this. And it's like, well, that was a comment passed when you were drunk at like five in the morning. Yeah. That doesn't constitute, because you're right, to close the loop is, you remember when I said that thing? Do you remember me saying that? What did you hear? Yeah. That'd be a great and very brave way to directly clarify. Like, yeah, when I said this thing, what did you hear me say? When, and what is your understanding of what I said? And, and can I say it in a different way? Or can we, can we discuss this? Can we yeah. kind of go deeper on it? And you're very right. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to be, as human beings, I think we have to be a lot clearer in our instructions. Mm-hmm. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because there's convenient things that are hidden in the margins. Yeah. When we don't come out. And, and usually what it does is it just puts more time on the clock of the relationship. I'm not going to say it wastes people's time, but I will say there's an opportunity cost because if it's more important for you to just stay in the relationship status quo, because you're terrified of change, terrified mm-hmm. of the unknown, right? There's an opportunity cost because life, the time on in this lifetime is pretty precious. And mm. if you are taking that time away from something that that could be more productive for you or more in align with your values or your purpose. Um, it doesn't do anybody any good to hide really important facts about ourselves that could be deal breakers in the margins under the, you know, I'm just thinking about the remote being stuck in the couch. Um, yeah, don't. <laughs> <laughs> about the remote being stuck in the couch. You know how like, you know, Lost like things will, will, will drop between the couch cushions. Oh, okay. And then All you right. lift the couch cushions and there's a whole bunch of like change, remote, yeah, 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 yeah. lost yeah. earrings and a whole bunch of yeah. other stuff. Or if you've got kids, um, oh. empty crisp packets. <laughs> oh gosh. Or crisps that's, themselves. That's, yeah, that's what I used to fight. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh, you Thankfully, must miss those, those days. Over, yeah. Stopped, uh, yeah. Hiding, hiding stuff down the back of the sofa. Now it's like these beautiful dispatches from university and be like, well, this is what I did today. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. So yeah. So a lot of love and TLC for this person because they're devastated. Yeah. We've all been there. And it, it is. And it's really, really hard. And, and you've got to be kind to yourself in those moments. Mm-hmm. And I would go as far as to say, don't try and overanalyze it. Don't try to delve too much into the past. Mm-hmm. At least not in the early days, because that can be um, more detrimental than it is um, beneficial. True. That. And you haven't got a clear enough lens to be able to see it at that stage you're still in the fog of this isn't how I wanted my life to be I thought this was kind of you know together forever and now it's not and I'm really confused by that so um do do some you know lean into things that you enjoy doing do try and do things with other people try not to isolate all of those things it's very hard to not to just um, withdraw from life fully um, in those moments. So try as hard as you can to avoid that because it's not a coping mechanism that works in the long run. You've got it. Oh, thanks, Sarah. You're right. Yes. You're right. So I want to share something before we go. Yes, please. Okay. So we have reached over 5,000 downloads. (gasps) Oh, we have. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. And weirdly enough, We've got a lot more listeners in Ireland. So you've just popped up in October. Suddenly. Oh my gosh. So welcome to our Hello. Irish listeners. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, I would love to have some questions from Ireland. That'd be wonderful. 
Do you know what's funny? So there's this ad campaign that's running on my part of the world in Canada, and it's called the Green mm. Button Visit Ireland, like tourism campaign. Okay. So the the whatever the pop up ad, I don't watch TV. So the pop up ad comes up, and it's like press the green button, and you press the green button, and all these yeah. beautiful vistas, the pubs, and the gorgeous yeah. natural vistas, and the everything, and the and the people, and and it's all oh, like yeah. these themes of press the green button, and it's almost like. Yeah. You're whisked away to the magic of Ireland. To to those joining from Ireland, hello. I'm it pressing the green the, button. <laughs> I'm pressing the green button. Hello. It was one of the best holidays I had, actually. I did a tour oh. around Ireland. Um, I was there for about, I can't remember if it was a week or 10 days. It was a long time ago now, pre-kids. Mm. And yeah, we had a great time. Just traveled around in the car, visit lots of different lovely little locations. Mm. Um, ate some amazing food, met some really nice people mm. and just generally had a lot of fun. Mm. so yeah i would recommend it as a destination yes wonderful okay thank you for yes thank you for uh your listenership yes welcome to the podcast welcome to the podcast <laughs> there's some dirty language on here sometimes just saying just by anna i know it's so true <laughs> it's true <laughs> it's true <laughs> Oh, I can neither confirm well, nor deny, but certainly not deny. I yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we made it. That was a, made it. maybe a slightly whistle-stop version of the podcast. Indeed, indeed. We got a lot of content covered. We did. And in speed dating, it means I'm transferring to the next table, but I know I'm not going to like it as much as this one. Oh. You were a great date for me today, Sarah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for spending your time with me. Yep, indeed. Alrighty. So till next time. Till next time. So that's it for another week of Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. We hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed chatting. Get in touch and share your questions for relationship remedies and any hot topics you want us to cover. If you need help navigating all things relationships, Anna and Sarah are available for one-on-one coaching support. Email info at geordielass.com. Please remember to like, share, subscribe if you've enjoyed listening. And if you've not, how on earth have you made it this far? I promise we'll try harder next time.